the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. James. Hey, Tor, how are you? This is amazing. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Nice uh, morning start with the, this. I've forgotten this is quite a tasting for 9 a.m. <laughs> they put all the cabs here. Oh, my gosh. We're going through the whole thing? Yeah. So oh, um, cool. that's what I thought, too. So um, I didn't taste your 19s, right? I had just your no, 18s. You, you haven't tasted the 19s yet. Have you tasted any of the 19s yet at all from anybody? Yeah, a lot. Well, tell me a little bit your view in general on 2019, particularly how um, you think it compares to 18, which was an excellent year and made um, s- such beautiful wines. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it, and I'm I'm looking at the uh, the 21s now too. Obviously, we don't have any uh, 2000 and well, not obviously, but we don't have any 2020. Yeah. Um, Right now, and, and it, it, I shift, not dramatically, but, you know, I, I remember vintages like 75 and 74. You do, too. Yeah. Everybody went out and said the 74s were incredible. And then the 75s, some of them actually became better wines. That's um, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, these things, we try to think we have a definitive picture of things i weigh in all those years that i remember and right now at this point in time i think 18 might be the stronger vintage of the two uh what i love about the 19s and and the and and at this stage early on actually i i like the 19s a little bit more than the 18s but at at this point in time, I might have the 18s now edging the 19s out. The 19s have a little higher pH. It was a smaller, smaller crop. That's right. Uh, because of that, uh, they're they're certainly generous early on. They're, yeah. they're precocious wines. Uh, they're wines that uh, I think are enormously pleasing right now where some of the 18s are still slightly hard and need a little more time. The 19s are, are just so enjoyable. And you could, you could make the argument that, okay, they're not going to age. But I remember Andre Chelichev telling me once that the wines that had the flesh early on that were enjoyable early on were his favorite wines with age. They were the ones that aged yeah. the best Oh, this is one of those interesting vintages. If you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, I actually hope I'm around ten years from now, and I can talk to you, and we can taste some of the yeah, barrels of this, and and compare eighteen and nineteen. Uh, yeah, because I think what you say is uh, that's what I found is that the wines are definitely a little bit fleshier. I haven't tasted your wines yet, but in general, and um, they're more typical of Napa, like a little a little bit more fruit forward, but still have balance. And the 18s were um, a little bit firmer tannins, but um, also wonderfully balanced wines, a little bit more austere, like you say, which I really like. But, um, you know, it's nice to have back-to-back um, excellent vintages. 
Yeah, and 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 there's there's no question that 19 is an excellent finish. And what about Chardonnay? Like I think we were talking more about about um, Cabernet and um, Reds in general. What do you think about Chardonnay 19 versus um, 18? I I I prefer the 19 Chardonnays over the 18. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, for Chardonnay, at least for us, and I. I believe for a, a lot of the producers, 19 might be a superior uh, vintage uh, than 18. Uh, I can't tell you the reasons why. Um, you know, it was one thing could have been, you know how sensitive Chardonnay is to crop levels. Uh, yes. So, yeah, so it was a smaller crop. Um, I, I think you have a little bit more nerve in there, intensity. Yet you, you have that sort of soft middle that you get on the little bit of slightly higher pH. Uh, I, we prefer the 19 Chardonnays over the 18. So they, again, cool. with the reds, it's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, it's, yeah it just depends on, on the bottling or the vineyard. And is there anything you, you, you uh, tweaked in the winemaking in 19? Was there any, or it really was just straightforward and just kept uh, to what you were doing? Yeah, and that's a great question. We actually uh, did a, a lot more post soaks in 19 than we did in 18 uh, to get the the flavor levels that we wanted to in the wines. We did. They just took a lot more post soaks to to yeah. get to that, you know this is time to press now uh, point. 18s were just simple. I mean, you, you, you didn't have to wait too long for everything to get into position as you... Tor, so when you say that, like, what was the difference? So you're saying the maceration after the alcoholic fermentation. So how, long, how much more time by comparison in 19 to 18? A, a week to two weeks. Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. Well, that's super interesting. Yeah, uh, it, it just, the wines demanded a little more time on the skins for us. And, so, and so, we, we loved what happened when we did that. So you wanted to get more tannins then? Well, what you, what you end up doing is the, uh, it, it's, if you take a tannin molecule, the tannin molecule uh, actually becomes smaller and softer on the palate. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not so much getting the harder tannins, it's, it's seeking out the softer yeah. tannins. And, and, uh, and that's what we did with that. That's really interesting because I, I found that sometimes <clears throat> that 19s, I called them like they're fruit driven, like sort of um, what I would say more, let's what a lot of people think of Napa Valley and the wines that tended to have more tannin like and framed their wines were the more interesting wines and the top producers did that but a lot right. but there were people in between that made very fruity and attractive wines but a little bit fruit forward verging on jammy so i think that'll be interesting to taste your wines and see how that worked out well what you said with 18 the tannins are always there in the wines all the wines are almost everything's framed nicely yeah. and it really um is the wines are very precise on the palate, like across the board. And I, I never knew this. It's so yeah. interesting. I never knew that, that there were sh uh, shorter macerations 
meaning just like everybody could make a well-structured wine in 18 if they right. you know didn't mess up <clears throat> their winemaking. That's really cool. Well, let's taste the uh, let's taste the shard. Which one yeah. do you want to start with? I start with the hide. Uh, the hide is uh, is a very cool site. You know Larry Hyde's vineyard pretty well. Yeah. Um, so this is a block of uh, old Wente. Mm. Um, I think if you take a look at these, it's a little, it's a little insane. The production levels are usually no more than two tons. We've had much lower than that some years. Uh, we only made three barrels of this wine. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful block and hide, uh, that old shock cluster Wente. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think Larry's one of the most brilliant growers out there for me, uh, with Chardonnay. I, I don't follow his Pinot Noir that much, but we're, we're big yeah. fans of Chardonnay. It's, I like the dense, it, it, it's, um, it has a real, a real polish to it. It's tight and has a, a wonderful depth and intensity. It's really, it's a shame you only made three barrels. What do you normally make? <clears throat> Up to five. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, basically, so basically, yeah. you make enough to drink yourself. That's <laughs> uh, that tends to be it. A lot of people don't know about the Chardonnay program, and uh, we're okay with that because we, we do have fans, but uh, we don't make a lot of the Chardonnay. Uh, I'm a big fan of the top Chardonnays in California. And there's about five to 10 producers that are just knocking it out of the park. And I, I just don't think, I still don't think that those top California Chardonnays get enough credit. Uh, I, I mean, totally you're doing a great job, but. No, you're totally, and we think that Chardonnay is the most exciting grape in the United States because there's amazing Chardonnays coming from Oregon, Washington, but even places like Virginia, Maryland, um, from uh, Long Island. So it seems wow. to work everywhere and makes really exciting wines. So That's we're totally on board with you. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So <clears throat> this is a really great wine, the Cuvée um, Susan. I have to name it after my wife. Uh, I know. You know I, I, of course. You know how that goes. You did the right thing. Okay, let's now we'll go on to the Cuvée. Torquiana. Yes. This is an interesting story. So this is one of Larry's closest friends. He lives about a half a mile from Larry. So you have the same climate. Uh, soils are a little different. Uh, but he took cuttings out of Larry's uh, old commandant block of... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So this comes out of the commandant block. Uh, and he actually took the cuttings from the shyest or the, the, the vines that had the least amount of leaf mm -hmm. or growth. So he took the stunted vines and he planted uh, three acres of those. And this is, comes from that three acre plot. Funny thing wow. is, you, yeah, it's a little richer. It's a little rounder. Uh, it's, uh, yet it's... You know, a lot of the materials are the same, but uh, it, it's a different wine. 
I like the um you do you do more um leaf stirring with this? You know, it changes every year. Okay. But we, uh, but, but it, what's interesting is yes, we do a little more, but that is not what gives it that that mid palate that I think that you're yeah. picking up there. Exactly where it just spreads out. And and I would have said the same thing because of that mid palate. Uh, that's not so much Lee stirring, it's just the grapes. Well done. This is really uh, like really exciting stuff. Good. Okay, so um, I don't know if you had the reds, but you know them well. We can yes. let's go through them because it's a treat to taste taste with you. What um, so I guess we start out with which one do we start with? The um, Tierra Roja, then. Tierra Roja. <clears throat> Tierra Roja is that vineyard that's directly below Dolly Vall. That's right. Goes right up the hill there. It's about four acres. It always has that sort of tile, like terracotta, dusty thing in the nose. Well, if, if you saw the soil, and of course, yeah. the color of the soil, and the soil doesn't translate into directly into flavor, but it's interesting you say that because it's, it's that red terracotta soil that uh, every inch of that vineyard is covered with. What's nice, thinking back to your thing about the um, extract, the maceration. Also, this, this is a wine sometimes where it can go jammy very easily. Yes. And I, and I think that the, the, the Terra Roja, this is one, yours really has nice layers of tannins and it keeps it fresh and gives it tension. Okay, let's, uh, well now what, now what do you want to try? Let's, let's, let's go Vine Hill Ranch. Okay, cool. Um, what is the, I always forget, is, is Vine Hill Ranch Vernica from um, Bonn? Vecina. Vecina, I mean, yeah, yeah. Vecina, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is the Vecina. Which I always like. Yeah, uh, I, I'll be very candid about this ranch. I think in the next 10 years, this will become uh, much more prominent in the you know the top ten vineyards in yeah. the Napa Valley, he's he's finally paying attention to marketing a little bit more, uh, which will which will help that. But the potential and the quality that's in there is it's it's one is it's a cooler expression of Oakville Cabernet because it's the farthest south in the Appalachian up on the Western Hills there, and it's kind of sexy. The uh, to me. It, it reminds me of some of the older Napa Valley cabs, yet it yeah. has a little bit of a Bordeaux quality to it, too. In this one, I totally get that because it has a um, herbal character that I really like and dried flowers. It really yeah, you're, so you're right. Absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. You don't get that a little further up in Tokelon. Mm -hmm. Great finish. Yeah, Jeff and I are huge fans of, uh, of the ranch. We feel we've got some very good blocks in there. Wow, that's you really nailed it on this one. I, I, I personally, that, that's kind of a personal favorite. Uh, I'm just a fan of the, uh, the, the ranch and the people. And it, it gives me a different expression of Cabernet that I, I 
I think more people should appreciate, but that's just me. Okay, let's try something else. Why not? Well, shall we, um, before we get into Toklon, I think we have Melanson there, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. That'll, that'll pop us into a little mountain fruit. Uh, and it actually, it's the only wine that we have mountain fruit now. Very Pritchard Hilly to me. You know, you've got totally. those, yeah, you got those, a little bit of those mountain tannins in there, but you got that power that you get out of uh, Pritchard Hill. Yeah, yeah, this is so Pritchard here, just uh, really on the, you know, just so typical. Yeah, it's it's an exciting vineyard to work with. Um, I, 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 I think it's one of those vineyards that took us a little time to understand, uh, but uh, I, we feel really good about the 19. Um, and I don't know if you've tasted a lot. Your wines are very different than I would say 90% of the wines. Really? I, well, I yeah. certainly haven't tasted as much as you have. So your yeah. opinion would is. That's, so, that's, and your, I would say that your wines, uh, they almost taste more like 18s compared to other people's 19s because of that tannin and the wine so far, they really show their, uh, their character whether AVA character or vineyard character. And, and, I, and I know the vineyards, like I've been there or I've seen them, you know, I know it, where they are, their expositions, their soils, and they're all, every wine so far has been very different and let's say typical to where they're coming from, which is so cool. That's really how Napa should be. Well, that, that means a lot to me because that that's really what we're trying to do. So yeah. I, I I truly appreciate those comments. Yeah, well done. Uh, what do we have left there? We have Tokalon, Pure Magic, and... Yeah, Oakville. Oh, you do have an Oakville? Yeah. All right. Well, we should certainly do that. That's where we probably yeah. should have started there. Yeah, that's the one that has some quantity. Yes. So Oakville okay. is uh, a selection from Tierra Roja, more the red fruits. And in uh, 19, there's, we were trying a new vineyard, which we're gonna stay with actually, uh, two blocks in there called uh, Skellinger. How do you spell it? S-K-E-L-L-E-N-G-E-R, Skellinger. Skellinger, okay. This is more typical of 19. Like you know really what, pretty fruit. Yes. And the, the, vineyards, the vineyards that's closest to this are really almost adjacent to it is George III. But that's in Rutherford. So that's in the okay, yeah. southern part of Rutherford. And this is the northern part. So I, I'm doing Crane now. Oh, good. Why not? Crane is an interesting crane. I know you've had, you probably had by now more Crane than I've had Crane. Uh, so... This is the rockiest block next to the, it's a rock quarry, as you know. So this is all rock I, material. And I know Crane because I play tennis over there. Well, yeah, you, you played at that, uh, I know, I know I exactly. School, yeah. Right. 
Well, Crane goes all the way down to, uh, you know, that little sort of shopping center area. Yeah. And in the back of what used to be Go Fish. Uh, yeah. So it goes all the way down there. And the, the blocks, the best blocks in Crane are the ones that are closest to the rock quarry, which is on the north side. Okay. And it... It's, it's a different frame because not so much that, it's all clone six, which is okay. that, that red fruit. Uh, it's one of the, it is the most distinctive clone that I know of for Cabernet. Because you taste a clone six and you go, that's clone six. Uh, whereas you can taste a three, three, seven, a four, you know, a seven or an eight, and you go, okay, Tell me what it is. I don't really know. Six is, it's kind of a more of a redder fruit uh, character. It's the shyest clone of all that I mentioned. So the growers hate it. Uh, us producers, you know, we just love that exotic quality that you get out of clone six. But also what I like about it is that um, the quality of the tannins sometimes it can be a little bit dry and rustic where you get right. that crushed stone character crane. And this one's, you sort of tamed, you tamed the crane. <laughs> you know? I, I love it. I'll tell Jeff yeah. you tamed the crane. Yeah. I like that. Uh, okay, so now we'll do Tokalon, right? Yeah, Tokalon in 19 was an evolution. We had two wines out of, because we've got seven blocks now. So we had pulled two wines out, uh, a possible third. And one day when Jeff and I were working around on, on blends and the barrels, I said, Jeff, what if we put everything together? Let's taste it against, you know, our favorite blocks and, and see how it compares. And the wine was superior to any one of the blocks and the lots that we pulled out. So it's one of those rare instances where uh, all of Tokalon really went in together uh, for one wine. So I actually think we probably have at least eight barrels on that thing. Wow, okay. It's very Tokalon, but um, maybe it's, I don't know, it's not, dominated by red fruit that you get sometimes with uh, Tokalon, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, it, what the, the darker fruits come from the F block. And, okay. And uh, F block is 337, and it's the block that's the furthest east in Tokalon. So this is as How far east as you can go. So you, you have the leaner soils and you have that more powerful clone. And I think it really shows in that vintage. Now I get what you say. It's going to be so interesting to drink 18 and 19 year wines and see how I think they're going to be one year. You like, you know, one moment you like, like the 19, the next moment, the 18. And that's what's fun about wine. I, I couldn't agree more with that. 